welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week, I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theory surrounding it. I won't give you any answers, because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. The episode this week is a true crime episode. We're delving into possible satanic rituals and looking at the death of Jeanette de Palma. Springfield Township, New Jersey, sounds like it would be a quiet place where everyone knew each other and people get on quite well. However, in 1972, something happened that shook the town and brought the devil to it. On August 7th, 1972, Jeanette de Palma left her house to go and visit a friend. She had just turned 16 on August the 3rd and had been raised in a devoutly Christian household in the upper middle class suburb of Springfield Township. She told her mother that she was going to take the train to visit her friend, but she never made it there. She also never called her parents to explain what had happened. She had completely disappeared. Her parents filed a missing persons report to see if anyone had any information, but it seemed like nobody knew anything. The De Palmas lived in a constant state of worry for Jeanette for over a month, with no information from anyone. On September 19th, a dog walker called their dog back whilst on a walk, and it came back with an arm in its mouth. The police were called immediately, and bloodhounds were dispatched. They searched the area, and in the Hudai Quarry, a forested area near the Watchung Reservation, they found something. In an area of the quarry called the Devil's Teeth, a body was found face down and was allegedly surrounded by wooden crosses and logs positioned around the body in a coffin shape. Some of the other eyewitness accounts say that there was a pentagram or other occult objects inside the coffin shape. The body was fully clothed and badly decomposed, so the cause of death couldn't be confirmed right away. The body couldn't even be identified initially. The chief medical examiner, Bernard Ehrenberg, had been called to the crime scene. He pronounced the corpse dead, and in his report, he wrote that she had been found face down with a rock formation surrounding her body. Because of the state of decomposition of her body, the cause of death was listed as suspicious and not homicide. Ehrenberg had a skeleton exam and x-ray to see if they would determine a cause of death. The results showed that there was no evidence of bullet holes fractures or traumatic injury. It took dental records to definitively identify the body as that of Jeanette de Palma. Once that information came out, the media began to speculate wildly. For context, the satanic panic wouldn't begin until the 1980s, and the idea that Satanism was an evil and twisted mirror of Christianity hadn't even occurred. Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible had been published by this point, 
Rosemary's baby had terrified people in cinemas and the Manson family murders had happened, beginning a growing belief that something dark and sinister was stirring in the American culture underworld. Jeanette's death just added to this belief. Her family were known to be closely tied to their faith and initially the police even believed that her death was part of an occult ritual. The nearby Watchung Reservation was also used at the time by neo-pagans who were practicing their naturistic faith. The police were so convinced that there was a connection between the two that they called in a witch to help them investigate the case. Jeanette's mother was worried about this and was heard saying that she thought that the witch would attempt to bring her daughter back from the dead. This choice and the belief that it was an occult ritual gave the media everything they needed to create a big story. They changed occult to, to satanic and ritual to sacrifice, linking the devil to the death. One article said that sources had confirmed that there was evidence that confirmed it to be true as well. The article went on to say that occult books had to be kept locked away because they were being stolen at alarming rates, implying that the two situations were somehow connected. Even the New York Daily News was doing it. On October 4th, they interviewed Reverend James Tate, who had jumped on the bandwagon and insisted that Jeanette's death was caused by the devil's disciples because she was trying to spread the word of God and Jesus. He said that she would often talk to her friends about her faith and said that when heathens received lectures about how powerful Jesus was, their fanaticism grew so high that they had to kill her. Newspapers even interviewed local Satanists, with one even interviewing Lilith Sinclair. Sinclair gave a candid interview and said that some Satanists may believe in sacrifices. She went on to say that other religions also have people who kill in the name of their god, but these people are just as much of a minority as Satanists who do the same. This fell on deaf ears and was mostly ignored. The case had no leads and the police had nothing to investigate really. It went cold and was never solved. In 1997, the publication Weird NJ, a magazine dedicated to strange occurrences in New Jersey, began to receive information on the case. Their coverage brought the story back to the forefront of the true crime sphere. In 2015, Jesse Pollock and Mark Moran released a book about the case called Death on the Devil's Teeth, the strange murder that shocked suburban New Jersey. The book presented no concrete answers about the death of Jeanette. In 2019, Pollock and Moran obtained a case file with crime scene photos. These photos cast some doubts on the Satanist theory. An expert in satanic imagery and symbolism saw the photos and said that the arrangement of rocks, sticks and logs seemed to be natural and not the work of someone placing them somewhere. The case is still far from being solved, but what are the theories? Jeanette De Palma's death rocked Springfield Township in 1972 
and prematurely caused the satanic panic there. We know what happened, but who or what did it? The biggest theory of this story is that Jeanette de Palma was killed in a satanic ritual. The thing about this theory, though, is that nobody can say what it was for. Add that to the debunking of the satanic symbols in 2019, and it seems even less likely that this theory is true. One theory suggests that Jeanette had died of an overdose. She was a recovering drug addict, apparently, and it's theorised that she never planned on taking the train the day she died and had instead planned to meet with some other friends to take drugs. It's not mentioned what drugs, but if she had accidentally overdosed, it's likely that her friends would have dumped her body or left it where it fell in a panic. With none of them coming forward, it's possible that this didn't happen, but it's also just as possible that they had done it, but stayed quiet to protect each other. There is a theory that Jeanette was a victim of an uncaught serial killer. In 1974, Marianne Pryor and Lorraine Kelly were both murdered, and both of their bodies were found in heavily wooded areas, similar to where Jeanette's body was found. The killer hasn't been identified or caught, and the locations are very similar. It's a possibility. Whatever happened to Jeanette de Palma is still unknown. The evidence was all destroyed by Hurricane Floyd in 1995. Because of this, we may never know what really happened. The story from this episode came from a Daily Beast article called Cops Probe Witchcraft Links in Murder of New Jersey Student, a Wattpad post called Missing, Jeanette De Palma, and the Weird NJ article from 2015 called Who Killed Jeanette De Palma? The theories from this episode came from an ATI article called Inside Jeanette De Palma's Mysterious Death and Why It Was Blamed on Satanists. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and still plan to post short pieces of episodes on TikTok as well as putting the episodes on YouTube, but that's going to involve me getting time to plan that properly. I have a Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There's a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with things I said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. This week's Creature Feature will be out on Saturday, which is Christmas Eve, and next week's episode will be out on Wednesday, December 28th, so hold on until then. (laughs) 